0: What's up, everyone? Mitchell here from the Caveman Corner, back with another episode, Episode 3. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Week 1 action, uh, what happened in the past week of football. Uh, And most importantly for you guys, we're going to dump on ourselves because we both had a shitty week of betting. But I promise you, our loyal Caveman followers, we'll be back, we'll be strong. Week 2 will be better. We'll look at the betting for Week 2. Rally, what do you think of your Week 1 performance?
1: I mean, you're looking at the wrong thing, though. I have a seven- And nine record week one, but I called out two money line predictions being the Bengals and the Steelers, even going as far as saying the Steelers was my sell my soul bet of the week. And I even had written down on the sheet Bengals, but I didn't didn't mention it aloud, but I did mention uh, early on in the podcast. I mean, your sell my soul bet was the Ravens being negative four. And that's gotta be pretty embarrassing.
0: You know, I was gonna go ahead and say it was uh, when you have a bad game in football. As a couple former football players, what what do they call those games? They called those you know the wash away the tape, the burn the tape games. I was gonna call a week one uh, a burn the tape game for both of us, but I, I see uh, you know you're proud of your seven and nine record. <laughs> uh, you clearly are an NFC East fan. You might actually win the division with that record. So uh, all respect to you, uh, Mr. NFC Beast rallies. Well, well, again, uh, I also have my big dick Bad of the week. If Chris
1: Conley had another catch in his game it would have been $10 into 750 but instead I'm one catch three yard shorts a little heartbreaking but I mean I do have in store wait for another big dick bet of the week which I guarantee
0: will uh, I don't know times uh, 80 your money you know, we'll get to that soon. It takes a true politician. I think you've got a future in politics somehow finding a way to, to twist and turn this, whereas week <laughs> one somehow became a successful week. I, I think we got to take a second to talk about how the coin uh, the coin went and spanked us all over the floor. Uh, it, I, I guess, you know, maybe I should just flip a coin before my, I make my bets from now on, because this guy went 8-8, eight and eight, uh, actually had one more <laughs> win than both of us. It's pretty embarrassing. The all-knowing knowledge uh i i will mention before we hop into the bets you know we we've we've heard your feedback uh, we've heard your opinions you know there's no dictators here there's no king kim jong-un's there's no uh you know there's no roger goodell's we'll talk closer to the mics we promise to be better <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah a little embarrassing but i mean that's why we're here to get better anyways uh anything else you want i actually do have another note i mean I, I can't be the only one just completely bothered by these single-digit jersey numbers. I have to pretty much relearn every skill position now. It's pretty frustrating.
0: Uh, I will say there was a couple times uh, on offense, you know, I'm looking for a particular receiver, uh, and they've completely changed their number, and it completely throws me off my game. Uh, I think, you know, they've been doing it in college ball for a long time. I think it's just we're, we're in an adjustment period right now. Well, not, and that's the thing. Everyone just wants to go back to their college numbers. Cavemen are creature of habits, right? Exactly. So, you know, exactly. we've been looking at these guys in their, in their you know, same 80s and, and 10s for, for, for years. When you see a guy wearing number one, uh, typically I would assume he's a punter at the NFL level. Uh, maybe, a, you know, a backup quarterback. So we're just getting used to these receivers wearing it uh, like college ball over again and uh, – We've got to, you know, re- rewrite the memories on this one. Difficult for a couple boys like us. Yeah, pretty much. I, I actually have to,
1: I have to bring up this uh, dictator comment you had earlier. Are you not trying to do the exact same thing with your take about Elijah Moore? You I asked you if the if the receiving yard prop was 60 or more, would you take that? You said smash it. This guy ends up with one catch for negative three yards. How are you going to flip that into a positive today?
0: Well, uh, clearly I said week one was a uh, was a burn the tape week. Uh, yeah, all right. I don't we'll I, leave it at I that. Don't think we'll I leave I was it hiding. at that. I, but I did go. You know, I, I, I'm glad you brought up Elijah Moore. I did go and I went back at Justin Jefferson's first two weeks from last season. But he you didn't know, finished, start. Fit, you know, well, he he got in quite a bit. He finished one of the, one of the better receiving uh, rookie seasons of all time. Week one under 50 yards. Week two, I think he had about 50, maybe 50 on the dot. So, you know, didn't didn't play well the first couple weeks. So, good smashed after that. Good to
1: know. So, Mr. one Mr. catch Mr. for a negative a 3 yards means he's going to have a Justin Jefferson season. It's a great extrapo- extrapolation there. Another caveman word that we can't say pr- properly.
0: I'm not even going to attempt to say it because I, I think too highly of myself. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, with, with Elijah Morrow, I've talked about it a little bit. Sometimes, you know, when you don't know about a guy, you go to the guys who do know. And when you got guys like Odell Beckham and you got guys like A.J. Brown, if those guys are looking at you and saying, you know, this is one of the best guys in the game, I'm going to trust those guys. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Before we move on to Week 2, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the newest award over here at the Caveman Corner. We, we look at guys, we, we scoured up and down the tape all across the league to pick the biggest caveman, our top player of the week. And, of course, we had to settle on probably the game of the week, which was the Ravens and the Raiders. Let's just start with that game. How insane was that finish? Uh, I mean, pretty
1: damn insane. Uh, uh, Lamar pretty much threw away the game. And, I mean, his his, uh, pass blocking wasn't really doing much favors there.
0: Yeah, I mean, safe to say it doesn't help... Uh, that he had our caveman winner of the week, Max Crosby, chasing him down. <laughs> Absolutely hunting him down. Uh, you know what? Shout out to our boy, Mike Mayock. We've been watching him since NFL Network. Might be fired this year with that power struggle with John Gruden, but God damn it, they found Max Crosby in the fourth round, and this guy's a beast.
1: Choked on Colin Farrell, completely reached on him, but end up with Max Crosby mid-round. Pretty damn ridiculous. I actually wanted to give uh, a runner-up prize as well. I was thinking the... Uh, Gay caveman of the week, and I'm gonna give that to my man Carl Nassib. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I don't know how many openly homosexual players there are in the NFL, so maybe we're giving this award to him every week. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey man, there's definitely gay cavemen. If you don't think so, you know what I'm gonna call you. Uh, I've, I've got nothing to say. Uh, yeah, but Max Crosby did a fantastic job. Uh, huge snipe. I thought one of the funny things was. Especially with ESPN, they you know they love to bring out those sob stories and those, those side interest stories to keep the girlfriends and the wives. I mean, mentioning Darren Waller being on crack pretty much every week he plays. <laughs> Anytime. drink every time that you know Darren Waller or Max Crosby plays a, makes a play, and they tell you they used to be addicts. <laughs> you, you, you'll be hammered within an hour. Trust me, you'll
1: have as much alcoholism as they did. All right, um, I think we might as well get it going. Start on our week one or sorry week two predictions. So uh, first up, we got the Thursday night game, which is the New York Giants at the Washington football team, with Washington being negative three favorites in the game. So I actually went for the underdog pick this week. I think there's a lot of holes on this team, but I mean, they're going up against the backup quarterback, and uh, they do have a lot of talent in the skill position. So I'm going with the Giants, or sorry, the G- yeah, the Giants, and you're going with the Giants as well. By the way, grab that coin. We, got, we need to, it's on the, uh, there, on the desk there.
0: We've got the coin, everyone. Don't worry. We, we've got the thing that's going to destroy us again. Speaking of that, has your tune changed on Daniel Jones? I knew you, was,
1: you said he was prime for a
0: breakout season. I thought it was the most Daniel Jones thing of all time to be having actually a pretty solid game against a tough Broncos defense. Decides to break off and scramble as only the white wonder, the fastest man in the NFL Daniel Jones can do. <laughs> Fumbles the football. Uh, typical Daniel Jones. I mean, he finished the game strong. This is another tough matchup for him. He's going to be missing Evan Ingram, but I do have that team covering. I think their defense is still really, really solid. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to get a little bit more touches coming back from that ACL. Uh, and like you mentioned, I think Taylor Heineke actually looked pretty good, you know, towards the latter end of uh, last year. But you know, he wasn't the starter. It's a short week. It's the Thursday night game. Uh, I got the Giants to cover this. I think they played the Broncos tough. They're going to play, the, you know, the the football team I mean, to cover.
1: Yeah, Washington. Uh, obviously, the pass rush worries me a lot, but. It, this spread actually started off at negative two and a half and moved up to negative three. And I, that was the difference for me. I mean, I, I got to go. Over under that.
0: 40. Not going to be lost scoring on Thursday, folks. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm going to flip the coin on this. And we got heads for home. So they're going. God The, damn coin, it, going the coin always knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly. I, is, it I, I'm too, is it too late to change my pick? I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, next up, we got Denver at Jacksonville. Um, this is one where, uh, I mean, there's a lot of similarities you have this week. Uh, you, you did a couple last-second last, last second changes, but uh, this one, again, um, I like the underdog in this situation. I think Jacksonville was very underwhelming in their first game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence could have those rookie quarterback jitters. Uh, I got to go Jacksonville on this. I think they're good enough to keep it within that six-point margin. Uh, Denver defense, obviously, top of the league they, they're going to give him a lot of problems but again just uh six points is, is a lot of points to, for the denver to have to cover there
0: if, if jacksonville loses this game how fast until or sorry if Jacksonville's even down at half how fast until urban meyer just completely leaves and joins that and takes that new usc job <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'll, find, he'll find some sort of excuse. Yeah, but I mean, I, I got Denver, I'm sorry, I got Denver, you know, winning by six or more because, well, they went and, you know, gave, put a beat down on the Giants last week. Uh, and I actually thought Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty damn good. He did. Uh, of course, they're going to be missing Jerry Judy. I think KJ Hamler is a solid, you know, not spectacular replacement.
1: Tim Patrick.
0: Yeah, Tim Patrick makes plays. It's still a very solid cast around him, and I still love that defense. It looks like Patrick Sortan is going to be forced into a starting role now uh, with an injury on the defense. Uh, yeah, I think they I I don't like what I saw of Jacksonville in Week One. I had them, uh, you know, beating the Texans by that set amount, and they and they went and fucked me. And I'll tell you what, fool me once, shame on me. George Bush said, fool me once, uh, fool me, fool me twice. I can't. I screwed up the George Bush quote, which even makes it that much more perfect. On, l- listen up. to your J Cole. What I screwed doing? up the screw up. So yes, I'm taking Denver here.
1: Uh, yep, fair enough. Uh, we'll see what the coin says. Uh, I do also want to mention I fool me mean twice. can't go fool again. Another home, so uh thank God the coin agrees with me. Uh, again though, I think as long as Teddy Bridgewater just plays mistake free football, lets his Denver defense do the do the trick, then uh they'll be just fine. Uh next up we have New Orleans at Carolina and New Orleans is favored by two and a half. So this one it was actually pretty tough for me because uh just it started off negative three and a half four New Orleans, and then all went all the way down to two and a half. So again, I, I I know that that probably means a lot of people are going for the Panthers in this, but negative two and a half for the Saints is just too good. The Jameis Winston looked great in his first game. I mean, only Whoa, 20, 20, 20 passes, five second, touchdowns.
0: Pause for a second. Jameis Winston looked good. He's he on even, pa- no, Hold on. He's on pace for 85 touchdowns, zero interceptions. <laughs> Jameis Winston looks like the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Well, if we're going to extrapolate that, then, then, then
1: that means that Elijah Mitchell ends up with, I think, negative 24 yards in the entire season or something.
0: Stop trying to take away from what Jameis Winston did. <laughs> Jameis Winston with LASIK eye surgery is Dan Marino, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning put together. <laughs> I love but it. he does better off-season workouts. Yeah, I, I love it. As I say that, uh, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. As I took Carolina, I actually cover this spread here. Uh, thought they looked good week one against the Jets. I know the Jets Jets are a bit of a slapdick opponent. Uh, but you also got some things going on up with our New, new Orleans. They're missing Davenport on the defensive line. Lattimore's is going to miss a few weeks after signing that big contract. I think they, they uh, I don't know, I think they overachieved a little bit week one. Green Bay obviously looked like dog shit. The Saints kind of proved me wrong. But you know what? A take is never wrong if you don't back off the take. I got the Saints losing, or not losing this game. I got them at least losing, covering that spread. Oh, good for you, because I think you had them as a five-win team throughout the entire year. The take is not wrong if you never back off the take. Burn the,
1: <laughs> burn the sheet. Uh, yeah, flip the coin. We got tails away, so the coin I disagrees with Mitchell again. That's got to be worrisome. Fuck the
0: coin. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it'll make you eat your words. Uh, the coin's going to haunt me in my sleep and beat me down with a, a full pillow as I, as I try to lay, lay awake. Pillow, full bars of soap. Exactly. Uh,
1: next up, we got the Rams at Indianapolis. Uh, this is negative three and a half for the Rams. I've also, I haven't been mentioning the over-under, but you'll uh, you'll see that in the screen if you're watching on YouTube. I'll actually start doing that now. The over-under set at 47 and a half. I actually have the Colts covering the spread and Mitchell has the Rams. So, um, you can go first.
0: Explain your reasoning. Yeah, typically, uh, you know, you let the best go first. So, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll jump it off here. I thought I mean, the Rams... save the best for last. Yeah. No, no, I mean, tomato, tomato. Uh, I thought the Rams, you know, obviously kicked the shit out of the sad sack Bears led by my poor redhead Andy Dalton who just took a beating out there. It was awesome. To Did see you see it. the
1: cucked look on Andy Dalton's face as Justin Fields went in and got his touchdown? I think hey, the he Red Rocket, and Andy
0: Dalton's a good teammate. I think obviously Fields is the future. He's gonna see. He's gonna Fields is gonna see the Fields soon. Haha. <laughs> uh, it's only a matter
1: of time before Fields starts fucking Dalton's girl. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to support this. <laughs> I'm not going to support this content at all. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was awesome to see Matt Stafford go from Detroit, who's you know kind of a flaming pile of shit, and, and burned away the careers of Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, uh, to see him go to L.A. where he's slinging it, gunning it, bombing it, uh, and really just kicking the shit out of teams on Sunday night. Not many Sunday night games when you're playing for the Lions. Uh, I've got the Rams to win this. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and I, and I think they'll – win by that amount because I don't like Indy right now. I didn't think Wentz looked great uh, last week. Uh, Definitely do not. Don't, don't, don't love their offense. I think cr- their defense is good, good but not good enough uh, necessarily. I mean, Seattle showed that they could be beat. Uh, yeah, and uh,
1: actually, I thought Colts were going to have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, sure, the run offense is looking pretty good, but uh, I think Carson Wentz was actually... Hit- 12 times in dropbacks, like the most in the entire league in week one. Quit spinning
0: spinning around in the pocket every two seconds. I guess so. Goddamn happy happy feet. Eagle fans have known this for years. it has
1: got Brucey at receiver. No one's getting open. But, uh, yeah, um, for me, just I think Colts underperformed in week one. And I think three and a half is just uh, a generous and the coin's going to agree with me heads for home the coin disagrees the Mitchell yet again so you could either be making up ground on us or you're pretty much hitting the you know, pit of doom
0: I've got a, I've got a bone to pick with that coin <laughs> it's, it's
1: definitely a, a faulty coin goes heads every time
0: this guy's flipping a, a two-face coin that goes on the same side every time
1: Shadow dark Knight uh, next up we got Houston at Cleveland with Cleveland being negative 12 and a half favorites. And the over-under set at 48. Um, So yeah, uh, for me again, I I guess you agree with me too. Houston, they don't look as bad as we think. And especially, I was calling it, I was praising him last week. Tyrod Taylor isn't as bad as people think. I think he's a veteran quarterback. He offers that rushing attack or the ability with his legs as well. And I think he's good enough to to keep it within this 12.5 point spread. Cleveland also looked very good against the Chiefs. Kind of choked late. But I don't know. I just think 12.5 uh, is very tough, and Houston's one of those teams, kind of like Detroit. I could see them getting that last second garbage time touchdown and just reach the, reach the marker.
0: Yeah, I think Cleveland's a fucking wagon. I think, as I said, they look great last week. Like you said, they didn't win the game, but it's kind of choked. The Chiefs are, I mean, choke in the first game of the regular season. I guess if you want to label it that way. I, I think that the Browns look really good, the Chiefs are just an absolute. Stacked team, uh, and it kind of showed, right? They, at, at the end of the day, talent prevailed in that game. I uh, still love Cleveland, still love how they built the team. Having said that, uh, I don't want to put too much stock in it. You know, Houston winning week one. The Jags were a one win team last year. Uh, until proven that they can win games, I probably shouldn't have taken them to beat Houston by what I did. Uh, that's why we burned the tape to never speak of it again. Uh, but yeah, I think Houston can cover that 12 and a half as, as good as Cleveland is. I don't think they're good enough to win by that amount in this game. Uh, you know Tyrod Taylor did look good I'll give him that Uh, kind of those those journeyman quarterbacks you know with a little bit of that scrambling ability Tyrod Taylor Teddy Bridgewater both look good uh curious to see how that continues but uh, I'll I'll take Houston to cover this
1: yeah we're agreeing here uh this could be a big fuck you to us as the coin goes uh goes with Cleveland here me
0: and the coin never see eye to eye so
1: ah the coin agrees it's kind of boring Alright.
0: The coin agreeing with me is the best content you could have.
1: <laughs> the the um I was actually thinking too, this is one of those games, I think forty eight points for the over under. I'm I know it's it's the not fun thing to do, but that looks like an under to me. I am actually gonna seriously consider betting the under or parlaying it with the I'm surprised
0: else. they have the point total that high with I don't think he- I mean, Mark Ingram is getting 27 carries a game. I think Cleveland's defense is better it's, than that. It's the same with, yeah. And, and God damn it, Vegas knows best.
1: Yeah, Cleveland is going to run the Rock. They're proven to do that. If they get a good lead, they're just going to continue to run the football. Uh, so, yeah, um, we worth, worth noting that under. Next up, we got Las Vegas at Pittsburgh, with Pittsburgh being negative five-and-a-half-point favorites and the over-under set at 47 points. This is another one where we disagree on. I got Las Vegas, and you have Pittsburgh. I mean, I chose Las Vegas against Baltimore. They they brought me the money. Uh, I got to do it th- again versus Pittsburgh. I, 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 I mean, Pittsburgh was underdogs in the first game, and I won money off them as well, but... Uh I think Las Vegas is not as good as people are giving giving them credit for. And I think when it comes to their strength you of their mean defense... better than people
0: are giving them credit for? Yeah. Caveman's good, Yeah, caveman sports, ah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But I think
1: the strength of their team is going to be their pass rush. And Pittsburgh just has an abysmal offensive line. They're not going to be able to protect B- Big Ben. And Big Ben just can't evade the rush anymore. He, he just needs to deliver the ball within a second or he's screwed
0: you know how in the marvel universe there's you know they're doing the big multiverse thing right now and there's these ultimate dimensions i feel like we're living in an alternate dimension if we're ca- talking about the las vegas raiders having a good pass rush <laughs> yeah it is, seems pretty wild but it's it's all max crosby man this is where we're at they went from i think in the past five years having the least sacks in the league by far to all of a sudden max crosby just absolutely slapping around guys caveman of the week in him. But it's cool to see them improving in there. Uh, I think Pittsburgh can cover this. I think they—they, they, I mean, they went and beat the Bills last week, who I actually have winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, I see it tough. I mean, the, Ra- the Raiders last year kind of did the same thing, right? Where they, they would beat the Chiefs, and then they would lose to the Falcons by 30. They don't make a lot of sense. I, I think they're an extremely well-coached team, but I still think they're a bit talent deficient. Uh, maybe I end up looking like an idiot here. I mean, I got egg on my face last week when I took them as my, as my bet of the week to lose by more than four. Uh, but I, I'm going to double down on this because again, I'll go back to a take is never wrong if you never back off. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win this by uh, you know six and a half or more. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: see what the coin says. The coin heads for Pittsburgh as well. Next up, we have my New England Patriots at the New York Jets with the over/under set at a very low forty-two points. I think this is the second lowest total of the of the week. Yeah. This is the snoozer of the week. The snoozer of the week. Well, it actually I'm going to go right into it. This is the perfect time to announce my big dick bet of the week. I actually have I have New England money line parlayed with Mac Jones under 244.5 passing yards, under 21.5 completions, and Damian Harris over 94.6 rushing yards. I'm also thinking about adding in Damian Harris anytime uh, touchdown or Mac Jones under one and a half passing touchdowns and also I'm thinking about the unders on Hunter Henry and uh, Hunter Henry and Jonah Smith as well but uh, another crazy bet but it's just one of those games where I think New England is going to absolutely run all over the Jets I think they're going to lean on the rushing attack and Mac Jones isn't going to have to do too much you look at it last week and even though Patriots lost that game they kind of lost it themselves they were running all over the the Dolphins but they shot themselves in the foot and turned over the ball two times. It was Romandre Stevenson and Damien Harris who both fumbled, and that that cost us the game. Uh, I mean, I'm all credit to the Dolphins. They they greased it out for sure. But I think uh, Bill Belichick is probably gonna put like eight rolls of tape on Damian Harris and and smack the shit out of them like they did in Friday Night Lights with that guy. Maybe I'll cl- include a clip on YouTube so you can see. But I mean, it's just unacceptable. New England's uh, turnover. They play turnover-free football. They control the clock, and that's why the uh, over/under set uh, where it is. I think this is just a uh, uh, – uh, they churn out the run game, and Jets are just going to get trampled.
0: Can you hear the passion from this clearly biased New England? And
1: not there? to mention, when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, Bill Belichick is an absolute demon. You can look at even Justin Herbert. He was just demolishing everyone last year. And against a lesser defense than New England is right now, they uh, pretty much demolished Justin Herbert and, and cooled off his fire. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, you were talking about bias
0: here. The- can I get a chance to speak, sir? You've been talking about New England for three minutes. Uh, I think it's more likely that we find Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson locked away and, and, and you know, blasted off to Cuba somewhere and he runs to Garrett <laughs> Blunt this game. Then they get all these carries. Bring back Jonas Gray. I think, uh, I think uh, you know, Bill Belichick hates fumbling more than anyone in the world can hate any one thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think New England's definitely going to win this game. They clearly have... Uh, I think I saw a record where he's something like, you know, 24-2 and, and two or 24-1 and one against rookie quarterbacks. Oh, guess what? Jets got Zach Wilson. Uh, I like Zach Wilson. I like what they're doing there. I've said it once. I've said it again. They'll lose the game, but they'll keep it tight. Uh, I mean, if, if you're not having Christian McCaffrey run all over you, I, I don't think you're going to have J.J. Taylor and uh, Damian Harris. Which no no disrespect to those guys. I don't think they're going to put up 200 on you. Take Taking New England to win the game, taking the Jets to cover. How do you like that uh, Damian Harris prop though, sixty
1: four point six rushing yards?
0: I don't know what the hell to think about that prop because I don't know if, like I said, he might be blasted. Well, he he, off dropped, he dropped near the yeah. <laughs> Fair. If we find Damian Harris dead on a highway somewhere, we know who did it.
1: <laughs> All right, see what the coin says. Heads. The coin went to Jets. Wait, you? Yeah, you got the Jets, huh? I I,
0: I took the Jets, good sir.
1: You're uh, you're an absolute maniac. I mean, yeah, it's actually pretty close. Like six, I was surprised New England got that as a spread. All right, next up we have San Fran at Philly, with San Fran being negative three and a half point favorites and the over-under set at 50. This is another one I'll say right off the bat, under 50. Like this this is one that I'm probably the most confident when, with when it comes to the under. Again, I know under is the boring thing to do, but it's just I'm surprised that uh, this game is with what seems like a heavy Russian game script is going to have this type of over under maybe Vegas is going to laugh in my face when I get this wrong but uh it is what it is next um we both chose San Fran in this one I think we're both saying that Philly's a little overrated after that week one trampling of your Atlanta Falcons and San Fran probably a little underrated after Detroit kind of came back
0: yeah I mean we'll touch on the Falcons later uh the Falcons, historically, are a shit week one team. And, uh, I mean, they did not do well, to say the least. I think Philly's got a filthy front seven on defense, and their pass rush showed. But I think San Fran has a better O-line, and they've got a built-in system there with Kyle Shanahan that they've shown and clearly worked. Uh, they, they can, they, only San Fran could bench their what people thought to be their starting running back, Trey Sermon, and their starting receiver, Brendan Ayuk, and still just you know kick the shit out of the other team. So uh, yeah, I, I like what they're doing. Elijah Mitchell looks like he's gonna be explosive. If anyone is a fantasy football guy, I think everybody in the world was spending you know all their money to get him and the hilarious part is who would really be surprised if Kyle Shanahan gave Jamichael Hasty you know 25 carries next game
1: as a Mosher, dynasty owner, I would not be shocked at all.
0: Yeah, I, I just uh, he, he's, yeah, that is what it is with the, the Shanahan system. he makes it worse, work whoever the running back is. Uh, but I do think they're going to you know, give Philly a little bit of the business here, put them back, and true in true NFC East fashion, they will go to 1-1 one and one before going to 1-2. and two. Uh, That's just how it works there. Uh, but yeah, I, I got San Fran to win this and cover that spread.
1: Yeah, and I do have to mention, all respect to Kyle Shanahan because there's some coaches that will invest money or draft capital into a running back and then just feel obligated to start them. Do you think you have the, the better guy that you're starting? Fucking go for it.
0: Jalen Hurts also played great, so shout out to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. For sure, against Atlanta though, so it doesn't count.
1: We got heads, so (laughs) the coin went Philly. Love to see it. We need to make up make up some uh, wins on this coin. Perfect chance right there. Uh, Next up, we have Buffalo at Miami with Buffalo being negative three point favorites and the over under set at forty seven and a half. Um, Say it right off the bat, and we're two Buffalo fans here, kinda. Uh, I have Buffalo, you have Buffalo.
0: I'm simply a fan of throwing people through tables. Yeah,
1: I mean the negative three just seems crazy, man. I know they they had an awful week one game, but this is just a, a crazy line to me for a a team with just uh, one of the best rosters on paper.
0: I think the reason you're seeing it tight, it's a division game, you know, division games are typically tight. Uh, Buffalo looked like shit in week one, but I think that Pittsburgh defense could be legit, man. What you mean Miami? Dude, I say no. I'm, t- I'm talking last week. They played Pittsburgh. Oh, I saved, okay, yeah. yeah. Pitt, that Pittsburgh defense is legit. So when oh, yeah, yeah, When you had Buffalo's offense looking bad, I don't, I don't really want to discredit Buffalo. Some of that's off season rust. Some of that is they're playing against an absolute stacked defense. So they're gonna come back. Miami's defense is solid. Not, not quite Pittsburgh level. Not even close. I think Buffalo gets it back on track and. Uh, I think we're gonna be circling the wagon soon. Let's just say that.
1: See, may, maybe my Patriots bias coming in, but I, I just don't think Miami is that good. I again, I think Patriots shot themselves in their foot, and Buffalo is a way better team than the Patriots. I'd assume. Uh, I'm. I, I say Buffalo. Did, in this... did
0: Tua tungla Viola, uh, you know, dislike your your uh, itig page? You sure have a lot of hate for these Dolphins. Well, <laughs> I
1: just think he's trash. Uh, we'll see what the coin says. The coin does he think Tua is nice? they're going Miami oh man this is gonna be good
0: it's because Tua Tua was not put on uh you know the SOG football top 10 rising quarterbacks and unfollowed the channel so we we pick against them from now on bastard
1: uh next up we have Cincinnati at Chicago with Chicago being negative one point favorites and the over under set at 45 and it's worth mentioning that Chicago started off Negative three, but the spread went all the way back down to negative one, which means, leads me to believe I got to go Chicago in this one. Um, I actually, again, I suggested as one of my sell my soul bets of having Cincinnati money line last week, but I just think they overperformed. I think Chicago underperformed. And again, uh, I I hope Justin Fields gets in because I think he's the better quarterback.
0: I think you're saying too many words to describe the obvious reason that Chicago is going to win this. Andy Dalton, revenge game. The redhead going against the ginger team, the Bengals. (laughs) Much like Sam Darnold exacted revenge against his Jets last week. Andy Dalton rolls into, not Cincinnati, but into Chicago. Home field advantage. And is going to shred those Bengals. Throwing off the fields, doubters, or sorry, the, the doubters and the ones who want fields in for at least one more week.
1: Andy Dalton will finish the game with 250 passing yards and zero touchdowns because Justin Fields will have like two rushes for five yards and two touchdowns. I
0: disagree. I'm all on the Andy Dalton <laughs> right, way. I'm I'm a huge narrative guy and I'm buying the narrative. <laughs> all
1: right. We're going tails. So Cincinnati, the coin just disagreeing with us again.
0: The coin doesn't know anything about narratives. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the coin doesn't watch football. I mean, that's why you can make those ridiculous week one bets. Uh, So next up, we have Minnesota at Arizona, with Arizona being negative three and a half point favorites. Another spread that moved from negative four and a half for Arizona to negative three and a half. Uh, It still wasn't enough for me. I think I have to go with Minnesota in this one. Uh, Worth mentioning also, this is another one where I'm thinking under on this game. 51 point over under. Another crazy one for me, I don't see it being like that. I think Arizona runs a pretty high-tempo offense, but it's just uh, 51 seems like a crazy margin to me. Um,
0: I, I get it. They both have strong offenses. It makes sense. I, I guess.
1: But, um, yeah, I, I have Minnesota plus
0: 3.5, the underdog. All right, so here's where I'm at. I'm a victim of short memory. Uh, if we're using our long-term memory, we would recall that I had Arizona finishing last oh, I year. thought you were going to make a
1: short joke for I, Kyler Murray
0: i'm getting there (laughs) Uh, maybe that was the better route to take it if you remember the long-term memory i had arizona missing the division you know missing the playoffs but my short-term memory tells me this is the greatest team of all time and and the best defense since the 85 bears (laughs) so i called jj watt washed i'm saying it officially he's the greatest defensive end of all time chandler jones obviously went out and killed it week one i think it was uh What's yeah, his name? A- Taylor Lewan got absolutely <laughs> beaten. But he owned
1: up to it on Twitter, beaten. which I
0: have to respect. Ta- you know what's the uh, there's, there's the meme with the guy like, where he's super small and super big. So that's Taylor Taylor Lewan with steroids versus without steroids. This guy got popped for PEDs, comes back and gets bitched around the the fucking O line. But you Taylor haven't seen Fox.
1: a fall for cliffs and Sean Merriman.
0: It's uh, yeah, uh, absolute beatdown. I uh, love what Arizona is doing on offense. I actually picked Minnesota to finish very well this year, but I think they're running into a juggernaut this week and my short-term memory tells me to take Arizona. I
1: mean, it's I'm mean, I don't I'm not one to victory lap, but I will victory lap on this. I said for the first time in NFL history, every single team from the NFC West is going to make the playoffs. That prediction is looking better than ever this week, right?
0: Like hey, like it's it's that it's that little leprechaun Kyler Murray running around oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, ha- had some legitimate Madden. It's fast, real fast. He, he had some legitimate Madden plays last week where he was going left, right, left, right, left, left, left. Ooh, throws it and somehow completes it. This guy's got the GTA cheat codes. he He's got his finger stuck on the right trigger button and doesn't know how to take it off.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, coin agrees with me. Tails for Minnesota. Next up, uh, it's going to be great to talk about this slap deck team, the Atlanta Falcons, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the Bucks being favored by negative 12.5 and the over-under set at 52. Um, I mean, I hate to do it, but I have to go with your Atlanta Falcons. Again, I just those negative 12.5, the 12.5 spreads are so hard to cover for the favorite. I think that Atlanta, while they are a shit team, are not that bad. When it comes to a division game, anything can happen, which also leads me to what I think is one of my favorite bets of the week, which is betting Atlanta. Money line with 480, so you could turn ten dollars into forty eight dollars by betting Atlanta.
0: I mean, this is where I'm at. I said last week when I picked Atlanta to beat, not only to beat Philly but to cover that spread. I said, you know, Atlanta loves one thing more than winning games, and that's breaking, you know, their fans' heart, including mine. Uh, that happened week one. They they, uh, they completely walked out there, and uh, I think they everyone looked like they had two left feet, shit the bed. Uh, o line was absolutely punked. The defense, uh,
1: oh my god. It
0: was, it was rough to watch. Uh, my guy Matt Ryan, all over the floor, uh, wasn't able to get the ball to our new draft pick, Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley. What was really hilarious was we were watching the game and they just drove down the field on the first two drives, twice in the red zone, weren't able to finish, and then they never progressed the ball again. It just was not <laughs> happening. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if Arthur Smith, you know, big brain Arthur Smith can make some adjustments. Uh, the funny thing is about Tampa, right? Like, as much as they won the Super Bowl last year, they actually only beat Atlanta by three in the first game, and it's probably a game they should have lost. Atlanta, as usual, blew it, uh, and in the second <laughs> game, Atlanta was leading at half, and then again, just kind of went and got smashed. I think they ended up losing by ten or fourteen. But typically, like you said, it's a you know it's a division game. Atlanta's gonna play them tight. I don't have the the cojones to uh, you know to call it a win, but absolutely, I'm taking the Falcons to cover. Uh, I think it could happen. It should happen. Uh, division game. We'll see where it goes from here.
1: Well, I mean, my projections actually had Atlanta's probability of winning at about 22%. Would you say that's about fair?
0: Uh, ah, 22%. I mean, yeah, maybe that's about fair. Uh, I mean, division game, anything could happen. It's just it's tough to be confident after you went and saw what happened last week against a team that's not as good as the Bucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, my projection guy never fails, so I'll continue to trust him. The dude's got Asperger's. So that's as trustworthy as you I'm can I'm going to go
0: into this team. game excited. I'm going to watch the first drive, and I'm going to turn it off and cry.
1: Yeah, probably. All right, the coin. Tails for the coin. So, coin agrees with us, Atlanta. Boring, boring coin. All right, next up, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Seattle Seahawks, with the Seahawks being favorited. By negative five and a half, and the over/under set at fifty-four. Another one, boring. We agree on it. We both have Tennessee winning this, uh, or sorry, not winning this, covering the spread. Uh, another game where I I just don't follow into the week one overreaction. While I do think the Seahawks are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC, I also think the Tennessee Titans are not getting enough love. I think that their offense just was not moving, and their defense couldn't stop anything. And it, it'll why I, I think there's a lot of holes this team needs to fix or fill. Uh, I just think they're good enough to cover this five-and-a-half-point spread.
0: Do we send Arthur Smith back to Tennessee for Julio Jones and see if the offenses both get better again? <laughs> they probably would, too.
1: I mean, Derrick Henry couldn't do a thing either, which it's is gonna just... It's
0: going to take some adjusting, right? I mean, they're trying to get off that run-centric approach. They're trying to go more you know, Julio Jones, trying to go more uh, A.J. Brown. They ended up going more Chester Rogers last game, which uh, doesn't make much yeah. sense. Interesting. But it's Tannehill trying to figure it out, right? It's a... Uh, Thank God. new system, new receivers around them they're getting used to this new approach Seattle was fucking great last week Mr. Unlimited Russ Wilson went and lit up the Colts who were supposed to be one of the better defenses in the league Tennessee's defense won't pose a problem uh, I do think they're going to give him some different looks so he won't really run all over him or pass all over him like it's happened before and I just think their, their offense has to pick it up in Tennessee so I got him to cover uh, and if they don't cover this game they got to start being really worried
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's also, thank God for Ryan Tannehill and Taylor Lewan. Seattle Seahawks do not have a Chandler Jones, so, I mean. Front
0: seven looked better than uh, expected last game. They put some pressure up on those Colts.
1: Better than expected, but I'm saying not to the caliber of the the Cardinals. Uh, We'll see what the coin says. Tails, so the coin also has Tennessee, just this coin being a sheep. Next up we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers with the Chargers being favored by negative three and a half and the over-under set at 55 and a half. This is another over-under where I'm thinking it, it's just a crazy amount. I think I might actually go under on this. Um, but I, I'd say the two I mentioned before I'm more confident with. Um, I have Dallas to cover the spread and you have Dallas to cover the spread. So at plus three and a half. Do you want to go ahead and talk why?
0: Well, I mean, Dallas went and put on a show in Week One, right? I, th- I think nobody really gave them a chance against Tampa Bay, and really, arguably, they they probably should have won that game, right? A little a little a field goal happened at the end that maybe shouldn't have happened, but Dallas Dallas looked great. Uh, so what's happening now? Yeah, they're returning Zach Martin off the COVID list. Of course, you know some news comes out today, which is gonna hurt fans. They lose Demarcus Lawrence for a few weeks. They lost Randy Gregory, who, who fucking never plays. Lyle, Lyle <laughs> Collins. Uh yeah yeah Lael Collins who's on you know the the Taylor Luan on stuff the Ma- Michael spe- special stuff from <laughs> Space Jam, uh not playing but I think getting Zach Martin back is going to be huge. Uh the other thing being you know, uh that team's at its best when they use a balanced approach when they can run and pass. Uh I mean this isn't the Tampa Bay Bucks defense that they're playing. That's the best rushy in the league and it's been for a few years. Uh Chargers defense is good it's not that good. Uh I think Tampa's sorry I think Dallas can not only cover I think they can win uh, so. Got Dallas taking this. I'd game. agree with that.
1: I'm actually not confident enough in this one to go money line because I think the Chargers are also a really it's good team. It's pretty much a
0: pick 'em, right? It's a minus one. But
1: I think it's worth mentioning that I, I don't think Dallas deserved to win that game. If you remember, there was two Tom Brady picks that were thrown that neither were his fault. It was another one where it's just easy routine catch that Lenny dropped. And Here when, we are trying to talk no, about but I'm just saying, this
0: guy wants to defend Tom Brady. When you're,
1: when you're looking at the a volatile stat, uh, I mean for really good defense is not so much but the those turnovers were the, i you couldn't have predicted those just routine plays that went in the cowboys hands i think the bucks outplayed them more than you'd think so i did pick dallas but i'm i'm just saying uh, trade carefully with this one uh coin tails with fucking coin boring ass coin next up we got the Kansas City Chiefs Negative three and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, uh, Chiefs are our favorite three and a half with the over-under set at 55. Um, this is one finally we disagree on. I have Baltimore covering. Um, I think that they're going to come with a vengeance. I believe that it's a case of, I still think they're a better team than the the Raiders. It just wasn't their night. I believe they'll, they'll play the Chiefs tough. And I was tempted to even bet uh, Baltimore straight up. But um, I think this is going to be Lamar Jackson's revenge well not revenge game he's just gonna avenge his uh his shitty week one performance and they're gonna do enough to cover that spread
0: yeah I think the Ravens are obviously still a really strong team they're still a playoff team uh I think with a team like the Chiefs they're so good they have a tendency to get complacent sometimes this isn't a game they're gonna be complacent they know they're playing against a top dog in the AFC they're gonna bring it uh and still with all those injuries to the Ravens I think they're trying to figure it out right now. Not fully healthy receiver, not fully healthy running back, losing guys in the secondary. Uh, they're still trying to, you know, get a wrap around what's going on. I think they lose this one before picking it back up. I think I got the Chiefs to win by more than five and a half. My God, Patrick Mahomes looks good uh, in MVP form again. Uh, yeah, I, I got him taking this one. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I love Mahomes. I got. This will be a
0: fun game to watch too, right? Over under fifty-five.
1: Yeah, and this is the uh, the Sunday nighter, so I mean, everyone's going to be watching. And I will be betting some money. Um, I was going to mention something, but I believe I completely forgot. Very good point, SOG Football. Yep. Yeah. Well, might as well flip the coin then.
0: That's why the fans Pids. love us the high level analysis and content from <laughs> SOG Football.
1: Hey, don't, cavemen don't have good memories. It's a fact. Uh, and then we have the Monday Nighter, which is Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers, with the Packers being favored at 11. See, I I picked Detroit. I called it exactly last week where I said they were going to have that last-minute greasy touchdown to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a similar thing this week. I think maybe the final two, three minutes of the game, they're going to be down over two scores, and then they're just going to have that greasy garbage-time touchdown. And then people are going to say, Jared Goff's not that bad, is he? And Detroit covers.
0: What did Dan Campbell promise the fans and the people before the season? I mean, something about biting kneecaps. uh, I forget what else. This son of a bitch actually did it. Raheem Mostert out for the year with a broken kneecap.
1: (laughs) Within like the first series he was into.
0: My God, he actually did it. Dan Campbell's (laughs) coaching these boys up well. I mean, they obviously made that run towards the end of last game. I think uh, San Fran took their foot off the pedal a little bit. You'd think Kyle Shanahan would have learned from that Super Bowl not to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Green Bay is going to do... You know, Aaron Rodgers loves to say his relax, relax. He's going to come out with an absolute vengeance this game. Uh, I think Detroit's secondary is weak, whereas New Orleans maybe wasn't so much. Uh, Green Bay is going to pass the football all over them. I wouldn't be surprised if they won by 30.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you own Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams in fantasy football, this you have is nothing to worry the about. the
0: ultimate revenge game. They are going to... Like, Aaron Rodgers is probably the most spiteful guy in the world, and nobody loves their stats more than Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, think, I guess this He's is going to run the score up. They're not going to stop scoring. So, this is the perfect time to segue into your sell my soul bet of the week. Pew, 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 pew. I, I, again, uh, I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think if, you know, the coach there even tries to take him out, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers will tell him to fuck off. He wants his. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy threw for nine touchdown passes. He's trying to break records this game.
1: All right, well, I mean, I might as well give my two sell-my-soul bets from this week. Last week, I killed it with the the call on the Bengals and the Steelers. This week, I'm going with Atlanta plus 12.5 and New England money line. It's crazy that I chose Atlanta as one of my sell-my-soul bets, and you did not.
0: Uh, too you mu- know, too as much a, heartbreak. As a, as a Falcons fan, I understand you can never fully put your trust in this team. There's only one thing you know with Atlanta. Don't trust them. Any final you know, thoughts on the week one slate? Any final thoughts on the week two coming ahead? If the Patriots lose the Jets, I may be on suicide watch. Uh, you should be on suicide watch anyway because you've clearly got a speech impediment and screwed up half the things you said today. But I, I think my final thoughts... Did thought... you just
1: screw up saying impediment?
0: I did my best. I did my best. I think one of the final Pretty th- ironic. <laughs> one of the final thoughts I would like to leave... How hilarious was it that in crunch time the Oakland Raiders were every third down when they weren't throwing to Darren Waller, it seemed to be Hunter Renfro that they were going to. I love it. I think one of the funniest things was he ran that little triple move, the in-out-up move, classic. It gets absolutely absolutely roasted the DB, grabs him. Uh, and, I, and I think there's a big thing going on right now with the NFL where the uh, the NFL or the Raiders are, are trying to get the NFL to launch an investigation into late hits on the great Hunter Renfro. That, that actually happened? I didn't see that. It's a big thing going on right now. The Raiders want revenge. No oh, man. <laughs> I mean, look, looking forward to this week, too. I don't think it's going to be a great Thursday game. I like the Sunday slate. The Sunday nighter's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we burned the tape from last week. Uh, we're biting kneecaps this week. Hope to pick up our records. Uh, I know Riley was 7-9 and still very proud, but... Uh, you know, we'll do better for the fans. I mean, and the ones I actually money.
1: bet, though, that's that's all that counts.
0: Uh, its I mean, it's worth mentioning. I'll probably do the same,
1: and this is actually what I forgot to say. If the Chiefs end up letting the Ravens score on the first series, I might just look at the line there and just bet on them. Like, I did that last week when the, the, the Browns scored, and then I ended up getting a better spread, and the Chiefs ended up winning.
0: Hey, i'm am a big mid game better that's 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 my hobby. that's my uh, that's my big hobby well, never pre game bet always mid game bet uh,
1: for all the boys then if the ball if baltimore scores and then chiefs become underdogs i mean i'm jumping in on that anyways yeah i mean uh again not the greatest thursday game but i'm excited for a lot of these sunday slate games uh, i'm looking forward to it uh, appreciate everyone listening. If you uh, if you can leave a five star review, comment on YouTube. Do anything you can to support the podcast. Appreciate you guys and uh, and talk to you later. Enjoy
0: the games, folks.
1: Peace.